Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're preparing to go to Pizza Hut. I mean war. Siddharth Anand's war, actually. The one between Rithik Roshan and Tiger Shroff over the love of Vani Kapoor, possibly? Uh, well, this movie isn't out for a week, though, so we watched two other slick action movies instead. <laughs> First up, 2014's Bang Bang, from war creator Siddharth Anand, starring Rithik Roshan as a sexy super thief and Katrina Kaif as a sexy bank receptionist. And that guy as a sexy Pizza Hut worker. Then 2017's A Gentleman, which people once assumed was going to be a sequel to Bang Bang, but it actually is an original film from Raj and DK, about a sexy IT professional, Siddharth Malhotra, and his sexy co-worker slash girlfriend, Jacqueline Fernandez. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Matt, yes? quick, what? we have to get in that chopper uh-huh. and go to Mexico uh-huh. um, because there are some... Pizza huts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that needs saving. <laughs> We have to go to all of the world's pizza huts. <laughs> we need to um, have some in in movie content for advertising. Yeah. So I'm secretly a spy. Uh-huh. You didn't know this what? all this time, and I know you've been wanting. You've been lying to me this whole time. Exciting lifestyle. Uh huh. And we have to go take down some international. Um, arms smugglers in Mexico. In Mexico, I in a helicopter. In a helicopter that we have to fly all the way there in. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. ready. Uh, so this episode, we are talking about a pair of silly Bollywood action films. Uh, this is kind of a product product placement. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. And yes, there is a lot of it. Yeah, in this episode? In both of these movies, sponsored these movies. by Pizza Hut and The Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, and Home Depot. Uh, so, I don't know if we're really that excited for War to come out. No, it was actually just convenient. <laughs> yes. That trailer does not mention really what the movie's going to be about. And I'm pretty sure that my hypothesis last time as to what it's going to be yeah. is still going to hold out, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, I will... Be excited to see if there's any kind of surprises or twists. But well, I'm waiting to hear. I feel if like I know what the twists are. Yeah. Well, I'm also waiting to hear if it's a remake of the uh, Jet Li, Jason Statham movie War. Right. Which I don't know. It, that's the same thing with this um, this this film that Karen Johar has coming out called Drive. Like, is that actually a remake? Which is of getting Drive, dumped on Netflix. Or... So it's that good, huh? Yeah, I, I suspect it's not actually a remake of Drive in the same way that I've I've heard people say that this is that this war is going to be a remake and obviously Siddharth Anand's Bang Bang is a remake of a Hollywood film which we will get to. It's like one of the few acknowledged remakes. Um, because it's like an official one, isn't it? It is an official remake. Yeah, yeah more and more they are becoming official remakes. And Mostly of South Korean movies. Unofficial remakes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of South Korean remakes. Uh, there's still a lot of Hollywood remakes. We're going to get a Fault in Our Stars remake. Right. Yeah. Also or, featuring Sushant Singh Rajput, like uh, Drive, right? Like Drive, yeah. 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 Uh, so this is, uh, we were just kind of using war as an excuse to talk about uh, some action movies. It's the end of the summer. You just want to watch something dumb. Yes. Let's talk about Bollywood action movies. Okay. You and I love action movies. Yeah, I think probably... The one-two punch of having seen Doom 3 and Gunde yeah. within the first couple months of 
you know, getting into Bollywood actually sealed the deal. Mm -hmm. And I think Doom 2 is probably like the pinnacle of the contempt of like contemporary Bollywood action movies. That movie is fantastic. It makes uh, Boggy 1 and 2 look like a sack of crap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've never discussed the Doom series on the podcast as of yet. Uh, that we've seen all three of them, and we quite we quite like that series. Aren't they stealing DVD players in the first one? That's the first Fast and Furious film. No, I'm pretty sure they're also stealing something pretty low stakes in Doom 1 and hanging out at a pizza shop <laughs> where they all work, right? Uh, like John Abraham and his gang all work in a pizza shop. Maybe. It's been a long time since I've seen the first Doom. I'm pretty sure that's what happens in it. Listeners will let us know. Yeah, I will say that I do think the kind of like the contemporary Bollywood action formula is certainly influenced by franchises like the Fast and the Furious films. You know, these kind of these movies that have huge movie stars. Um, well, are, specifically one huge movie star. <laughs> oh, The Rock. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But just kind of these big marquee action stars. Uh, they're filled with like the most attractive people you will ever see, and they're just jet-setting all over the world. Doing stupid and, things and blowing other stuff up. Yeah, the actual plot is kind of secondary to the action. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is this is a formula that serves Bollywood well. So, you know, we have we have the Doom series. We have the Ek the Tiger films. So Those Ek are the good. Tiger, Tigers in a High. Uh, there's also Salman Khan's Kick, <laughs> which I was you No, know, Kick's not bad. I don't know. It was uh, fun. I'm, it was I'm not dumb. a huge fan of Kick. Uh, the Race films. Those are... You and I. The first two. First two were... Third one sucked. Really, really big fans of. Third one, they didn't even go anywhere. They were just in Dubai the whole time, weren't mm -hmm. they? Basically. Mm, in the third one, yeah. Well, no, I... They didn't globetrot quite as much. Not as much. Mm -hmm. Not as much. It just... I mean, the third one just felt so generic compared to the You could have just called it Guns. Two. I think I even said that. You could have called it Guns. Yeah, yeah. We also have things like Agent Vinod, a movie that, was that a good movie. we're quite big fans of. And also Dishoom. Oh, I like Dishoom, too. I like Dishoom. was really fun. I could watch a couple more Dishooms. Why not? Yeah. So they're a good kind of buddy cop duo. Also, do I dare say it, Matt? Boggy? Chevet. Oh, Chevet. Yeah, that has some very geographically specific goal, um, <laughs> globe trotting. Specifically mountains. Yeah, it's like Bulgaria, and um, he's up in like Shimla. Yeah. Yeah. So we enjoy we enjoy a good action movie. Yeah. Yeah. We hate bad action movies, which there are lots. There are lots. The Boggy movies. I don't know Fair what enough. it is about them, but they take someone who actually is a decent, like, physical performer. Mm -hmm. Oh, we forgot Commando 1 and 2. Those are good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are really good. But the Boggy movies take someone who's a good physical performer and then make him, like, in the second one he has to do a detective story. He can't do that. <laughs> Just get him kicking people. Put him in, like, a blood sport type scenario. Like Race 2, where uh, John Abraham has to go in an underground fighting league. Yeah. How come, how come they haven't put uh, Tiger in, like, three of those? I don't know. That's where he would do well. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm a little worried for war. It while, looks extremely generic. Yeah, it looks extremely generic. And while I'm a big fan of Bang Bang, and I I think Bang Bang is pretty generic. Yeah. Uh, just that that Tiger Shroff element. <laughs> He's the wild card in that he me. is not good at being in movies. Yeah, I think the only thing I really liked him in is a flying jack, and I know I'm a bit of an outlier on that. So, but if he can do comedy, you know, 
They should do more of that. Yeah. I guess that one didn't do that well, though. Yeah. So it'll be out in a week. And so in a week, we'll be able to see what it is. We'll be eating our words. (laughs) Tiger Shroff will feed us our own words after he gets a, you know, award-winning performance out of kicking and punching and shooting out of car windows. So until then, we thought we took this opportunity to discuss Bang Bang, which, as I, you know, we've made very clear, it's a movie that we have a lot of affection for, despite the fact that it is super generic. It's something we actually watched quite early yeah. in watching Hindi films. And, and we seen... also realized that, like, Rithik Roshan rules, although well... a, a look at his filmography notes that he has occasionally ruled, basically. And Katrina Kaif is hilarious and beautiful, which has never changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I think this film, it's pleasing and it goes down easy. It's There's not a lot of substance to it, though it does drag. Yeah, so, it doesn't need to be two and a half hours long, I'll no, say that much. No. Came out in 2014, directed by Siddharth Anand, and it's a remake of James Mangold's Night and Day with Tom Cruise. Movie and I've never Cameron seen. Diaz. Neither have I. I watched the trailer. It looked pretty fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Shashahid has an episode comparing Night yeah. and Day to uh, Bang Bang. We so can link to that. We'll leave that in the show notes. Uh, I don't know much about that film. It doesn't have a great reputation. Like, this is also where I linked Katrina Kaif and uh, Cameron Diaz in my head. They're linked in your head? Yeah. Oh, weird. Because like a bombshell super hot girl who's also like very funny. Oh. Yeah, okay. I and can, can do, it. like, pratfalls and stuff. Do you link Rithik Roshan and Tom Cruise in your head? You know, when I see Rithik Roshan running around, I think he is his run acting is of Cruise caliber level. He did do a lot of running in this film. And I also think in this movie is when I thought that he would be a good uh, James Bond, too. Because yeah. he looks good in tuxedo and is kind of, like, good as, like, a brutal killer. Because he does murder a lot yeah. of people in this movie. Uh, I found out something interesting while researching this episode. Uh-huh. Like Tom Cruise, Rithik Roshan insisted on doing all of the stunts himself. Nice. Despite the fact that during filming, he had an accident where he had to undergo brain surgery to remove a clot from his head. Damn. He continued to do all of his own stunts for filming. I mean, Tom Cruise just shattered his ankle in Mission Impossible. He didn't have a brain injury. I'm saying that's a very, like, that's very cruisian of him. It is, yeah. Yeah. Fanatical devotion to the movie at all costs. Yeah. Uh, so the film stars with Roshan, Katrina Kef, Danny Denzakpa, Javid Jaffrey, and Jimmy Sheargal in a, in a bit of a cameo right at the top. Yeah. Uh, it received mixed reviews, but strong strong box office. It was one of the top ten of all time, if I remember right. It's getting pushed out now. but <laughs> Yeah, potentially. It was in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Matt, set up the plot for the, this film. It's oh, pretty great. easy. <laughs> okay. So, and you'd be forgiven if you thought that uh, that Rithik Roshan was reprising his role from Doom 2 as Mr. X. He's he is not. Very, he is a very <laughs> similar Mr. Xian type guy. Yeah. He's okay. not a master of disguise here. Okay. Boy, is he a master of disguise in Doom 2. So, Danny Dengzangpa plays this evil villain who might be a terrorist. It's unclear. He does have a kind of a compound in what appears to be Saudi Arabia or Dubai. Yeah. Um, and he's been brought in by British intelligence who are headquartered in the Shard for some reason, which is, or is it the Pickle? There's these big buildings in England, and it's the, I think it's the Pickle. That's apparently where the headquarters of British intelligence are. I don't think they are. But anyway, he's been brought in for his various evil deeds. And he's able to break out and kill everyone in England. 
essentially, <laughs> in this building at least. And also uh, Jimmy Sheargirl, who's playing this Indian uh, army officer who's come in to kind of get some info out of him. And he gets set on fire. He burns to death while talking to their mother on the phone. It's awful. In a completely unrelated <laughs> set of circumstances, the Kohinoor, uh, so the giant diamond from India, yeah. is stolen from the Tower of London by a mysterious thief who walks around London at night, hucking it up in the air and catching it. <laughs> <laughs> He's very brazen. Uh, this thief is, of course, Rajvir, played by uh, Rithik Roshan. Um, and he goes to Shimla, so he goes back to India, to try and sell the Kohinoor to uh, Deng Deng Zangpa's evil guys. And this doesn't go well. They get into a pretty cool sort of uh, jumping around the rooftops type fight. And he runs into Katrina Kef, mm-hmm. who in this <laughs> hilarious alternate universe is like single and like a spinster. <laughs> It's some she's not. She's worried she's going to become a spinster. She's a receptionist at the bank in Shimla. There would be, and men, she's unlucky in love, Matt. There would be men literally falling out of the sky to get a shot at Katrina Kef. The fact that she well, would her need boss is a huge creep. Yes, she, her boss is a creep. Granted, but she could easily find somebody in Shimla or yeah. anywhere because she's the most beautiful woman on the planet. It'd be yeah. fine. Anyway, in this bizarre sci-fi future where Katrina Kef <laughs> needs to internet date, uh, she's actually stood up by a very stupid man who... Vicky. Vicky. Uh, her name's Harleen, by the way, which we checked and is not the character's name in Night and Day. No. But uh, luckily, Rajvir runs into the restaurant and using his powers of improvisation makes it look like he was supposed to be on this date the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she gets caught into his globe trotting world of international intrigue and car chases and stealing things and pizza hut and cliffs and beaches and grease and getting drugged a lot and getting knocked out and drugged constantly which from what i gather is something from the original film yeah because kind of any time that the movie needs to move things along or essentially just like transition from one scene to another with the drugs katrina kef and then she like Kind of wakes up intermittently. Yeah, in various locations on the way to wherever she's going. Yeah. Uh, this is what also happened to me during the last half hour of the movie because I kept, you know, fading in and out of consciousness. Because while this is a like fun, exciting movie, the last hour, the, the last half hour just like parks it in its tracks. Yeah, it's got a lot of great set pieces. So the the songs and the dancing. Fantastic. There's great songs, of, great choreography. Yeah, there's kind of three big standout ones during the film. So one when with Roshan is like as pretending to be Vicky is To Mary. Yeah, is trying to convince Harleen like, you know, he's a he's a fun guy that Just she a wants normal to be guy with. from Shimla. Uh there's this whole there's this big dance sequence with uh Rithik Roshan and it's it's fantastic. And like all of these other dancers that are hanging around Shimla dressed as like mimes and things. But they said they were <laughs> the next day is the Shimla dancing competition, so that explains why all the stuff is lying around. Yeah. You didn't even need to say that much, but whatever. Yeah, uh, it's great. And then the next day, Katrina Kev is kind of starting to like fall for him, even though Who she's, she's realized that he's, you know, kind of international thief and um, uh, sociopathic, psychopathic. These are all the things they're going to say about him, but also true. Yeah, yeah. 
He is so, definitely a sociopath. He he murders people constantly with no uh, regrets. Yeah. Ever. So she fantasizes kind of dancing around Shimla, thinking about him, and it culminates in her kind of like daydreaming, and you find out that she's just been dancing on top of her desk. Great scene. Like, like a normal person. Uh, it, yeah, it's just like, it's one of those great like, like falling in love songs, but also kind of like this this fantasy of, of kind of them in like snow, snow-covered landscapes, and her on this like tire swing wearing this There's a frozen clothing. lighthouse thing. <sighs> The tire swing must have a 50-foot-long rope that she's swinging from somehow. And then there's, like, a really sexy number about the two of them falling in love uh, that's shot entirely in Greece. Yeah. Uh, That's just, like... It looked like like uh, Santorini. Oh, just ood sex appeal. Yep. Uh, Lots of flailing around on the beach. This is potentially the best that Rithik Roshan has ever looked. Yeah. He looks amazing. When I think of this movie, I think of... The scene at the end of their first date. Uh, After when, she hits him with her car. Yeah. Yeah. Where Katrina Cape is like, he's revealed who he is to Katrina Cape and he's gotten hit and he needs to. He needs uh, her to hold the flashlight while he sews his bullet wound up. Yeah, exactly. And he takes off his shirt and the look on her face. She's drinking is, a small bottle of water or, or possibly vodka. This is what knocks her out. But yeah, yes. Because it's drug. But just the look on her face, not. Not from the drugs, but yeah. from Rithik Roshan's torso. Yeah. That's all of us, girl. Yeah. That's all of us. It's one of my favorite, favorite shots in this whole film. It's a pretty good reaction shot. And the action's really fun in this movie. There's this whole set piece where Rithik Roshan has like these weird jet, jet, boots. jet yeah. boots on. And he's going in and out of the water. And he's like going up like... Shooting guys and going. How back many under? feet in the air? He's just like gotta be 15, 20 feet in the air. I uh, think those things are real, but also there's like a hose yeah. that attaches, and he didn't have a hose. Yeah, so there's there's this huge kind of action set piece uh, on like just like in the water, um, just off of the beach, in the ocean, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it's. It's incredible. Like one of his fourteen hideouts. Yeah, like you've seen, you've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Uh, and so the highs are really high in this film. The plot is pointless. It's completely secondary. Who cares? But by the third act, it does. Once it tries really, to introduce a lot more plot. Yeah, it really starts to drag, and you just kind of wait to get to that last action set piece where Rithik Roshan kind of swoops in and has to save he solid snakes his way through Denny Dengzangpa's house yeah knocking guys out and blowing things up yeah and then they fight on an airplane which is pretty cool I do really love that last action scene because like there's a ton of cars it's like a chase and also (laughs) Rithik gets beaten with a pipe they're on a motorbike for a while and Katrina Kef is um, she's taken this like truth serum yeah she's been given this truth serum so that's like she her comedic timing is amazing. She gets to here. shoot a bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah. So she's she blows up a like car doing these action shots while these she's like really really loopy and saying like exactly what she thinks about everything and just kind of exactly what she how much she likes with the Groshan and how annoyed she is at him. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. So yeah, the highs are high, but. It's it's got some lows. Well, you just don't need to work in a completely virtuous backstory. Yeah. To an interesting character, mm-hmm. like we like him as a uh, as a jewel thief. I'm not going to say what's actually going on, but it's not as interesting as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it's an unfortunate part of uh, 
Hindi filmmaking is that like usually a sort of roguish bet good guy you find out that he's actually just been like true blue the whole time yeah this happens constantly yeah and they could just knock it off he could just be kind of a roguish cool guy mm-hmm. rather than another sterling example of indian masculinity yeah so matt tell us about pizza hut Okay, so in potentially the most amazing sequence of this film, after... Okay, let's see what happens. After they escape Shimla. They, before they go the to escape the Shimla, beach he, he shoots her boss in the leg and then steals his BMW. They get in an argument. He pulls over, steals another car, and basically she thinks, like, actually, he's fairly dangerous. I should try and keep an eye on him. Winky, winky. You know, she likes him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're driving, and... Um, well, before then, he's looking at his GPS, and it's literally a picture of his parents' house with the address. <laughs> and it would have been kind of cool later on if, um, you know, she actually had to use her brain to figure that out. Like, mm. he said where he went to school. He said some other stuff. You didn't need a literal picture of the house with the address <laughs> on it. I mean, she could have put that together herself on Google Maps or whatever. Anyway, they drive to a Pizza Hut, which... The most remote location for a Pizza Hut ever. It's, in the Himalayas somewhere. Yeah, it's on a cliff. Like, it's... It's, it's, not, it's, even like a, a, it's not even apparent that there's a road up to the Pizza Hut. Yeah, it's like, a sh- it's like a mountain chalet that you have to take a gondola to in the middle of the mountains. And mm-hmm. it's got this huge, like, picture windows all along the back of it that look out over a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> a snow-covered mountain. Who goes to this pizza hut? So, like, I worked at uh, Boston Pizza, which is sort of like, you know, a Canadian version of Pizza Hut. And, like, we had lots of deliveries every day. We'd have big trucks come in with flour and ingredients and stuff, beer, Coke. All kinds of things would come in in these big trucks. And, yeah, we couldn't have done it if we were just using a, uh, uh, you know, a funicular to bring, bring ingredients up to the, uh, the chalet. Like, it's impractical. But anyway, really it's also... I really know if there is a Pizza Hut perched somewhere on the side of a Himalayan mountain. If that Pizza Hut is real, I will 100% eat crow. Like, <laughs> if someone could send me a picture of themselves at that Pizza Hut and you're not Chevet, <laughs> then, you know... That's I true. Would... This Pizza Hut really should have also featured in Chevet. Yeah. If there was a Pizza Hut like that in actual Shimla... <laughs> It would be, like, the most Instagram thing in the world because it's this Pizza Hut that <laughs> just, like, has the most beautiful mountain views. And also they drink Mountain Dew out of uh, glass bottles, too. They're on a mountain. They drink Mountain Dew. That's Oh, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they order two personal pan pizzas <laughs> and then eat them. Because they can't decide. One of them likes thin crust and one of them likes stuffed crust, though they, they're making that up. And also, uh, Rajveer has said that he doesn't have any money so he might just shoot the guy working at Pizza Hut. And then uh, Harleen gives him some money. And then who is also there but, oh, hey, it's uh, it's the cop that is working with the bad guy. I guess that's kind of a spoiler. You know that you know what this happens in this kind of movie. Anyway, the cop is there also eating a personal pan pizza. <laughs> I don't know if he was drinking a Mountain Dew, but, like, you know, the fix is in. We know. <laughs> we know that this was sponsored by Pizza Hut. But both of these movies were full of... Sponsorship. Yeah. Well, what are you Almost constantly. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like, it was distracting this time. Not just the Pizza Hut, <laughs> but especially in A Gentleman, there's billboards constantly. Yeah. And like inset shots of someone using a phone. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. <laughs> Remember in uh, 
Dear Zindigi when she keeps ordering stuff on Amazon. Yeah. Getting drunk and ordering things on Amazon. Uh, Bollywood doesn't always settle with its product placement. No. I don't think anyone is. Mm. Yeah. I, I noticed... That's the whole thing, right? You were like, it can't be subtle. Otherwise, it's not a product placement. It would just be a scene. I mean, I think there is a lot of subtle product placement that maybe we're not picking up on. Uh, but I, I noticed this a lot with any any show or movie that features a woman putting on makeup. She puts she'll it like, down and it's like, yeah, fenty. she'll hold it like they'll like have an insert shot of like cover girl. Like you can see and she's that holding it so that the her. logo is not yeah. under her finger. Yeah. I notice that all the cell time. phones. I mean, cars is probably the biggest one. It's just yeah. that usually people are getting in fun chases or just driving around in them. But those mm-hmm. those cars are all like they're not accidentally there. Like in the Zoya Factor, there's a shot. Well, I haven't seen um, the Zoya Factor. But yeah, you have. but there is there is a shot at one point, um, and I'm almost certain it's a ColourPop palette. I don't oh. know if that's I don't know if ColourPop paid for product placing a Hollywood movie. That would actually kind of be surprising to me. But I think because I know makeup, I'm always um, like catching what brands uh, and what makeup they're showcasing in in movies, and it's always so obvious when there's like an insert shot put in of the makeup and like everything else. Like it'll have soft focus in the back, but the product will be like perfectly in mm-hmm. focus. Yeah. But yeah, this this Pizza Hut is one of the laziest. It's absurd. It is absurd. Product placement I've ever seen. I would love to see a, just a short film about what it's like to work at that Pizza Hut. <laughs> you have to climb a mountain to go to work every day, and like donkeys are banging up busy. flour. Yeah. Yeah, like the Pizza and there Hut's is, there, is a, there isn't even like safety glass or anything at the cliffside, so you could just jump through it. <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, this, this, this movie is a solid three and a half out of five. I think this Pizza Hut is also one of the reasons why we like this movie. I have never forgotten the Pizza Hut no. scene. And no. it did... It's hilarious. You know, the advertising worked. I am curious in going to Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in a long time, but I would eat Pizza Hut again. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly fine I mean, pizza as I The other thing is, like, the Pizza Hut building... Is so distinct. Yeah, because it's just like photoshopped into a picture of a mountain. <laughs> no, I mean like at like Pizza Hut's, like oh yeah, like they have such the a regular distinct size. architecture. Yeah. Um, but this one doesn't have that. <laughs> no, I mean presumably the architect who built that Pizza Hut. I feel like it's honestly like some sort of mountain chalet that they just like fake like pretended was a Pizza Hut for this movie. <laughs> or it was just a Photoshop. Um, CGI Pizza Hut for an inset shot, and then afterwards they were just in a set. Oh, for an outside shot. Yeah, yeah outside yeah. shot. Yeah, inset shot. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, they're both hot. They do crimes. I don't know. It's good. So this has been discussing product placement. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Home Depot. If you're trying to uh, build a building like they are across the street from us all the time, why not try Home Depot when picking up uh, wood and other like noisy implements that you uh, use all day long? Oh, and paint. And yeah, paint. if you want to talk about product placement, there's a lot of product placement for a brand of paint in Zoya Factor. Mm. Okay, they so... actually go to the paint aisle in uh, <laughs> a gentleman, so you know, that's something. Yeah, so Bang Bang is fun. We yeah. we've shown this to to groups of our friends before. Um, it's kind of like, oh, you want like something fun. Dumb. Everyone looks at their phone as soon as the like, parents show up. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, like it's it it it's satisfying. It's fun. Uh, you know, I can see. It's like eating a why pizza it made hut. a lot of money. It's delicious and not entirely filling. 
Yeah, it's by no means the best action movie we've ever seen. No. But, you know... It is no Mad there, Max Fury Road. There is... There is an appeal to just watching two people as attractive... And good and at dancing. talented as Katrina Kaif and Rithik Roshan just kind of, you know, trot around the world. Mm-hmm. And you know... It's okay. like Tamasha, but with more gunfights. Okay. So, I, I don't know. Do we have anything else to say about Bang Bang? Should we move on to it's hard to ta- It's hard to talk about. It's... It's like reviewing Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> yeah. I like eating Jolly Ranchers. This was a pretty good Jolly Rancher. Three and a half stars out of five. That brings us to Interval. Yeah. So what are we playing for Interval song? Uh, we are going to be playing the song Bang Bang, the title song from Bang Bang. Uh, this is one of my favorite Bollywood numbers, uh, just because I think Katrina Kef and... Rithik Roshan are so great together. They have so much chemistry, and they're both fantastic dancers. I also love, uh, like, Katrina Kaif's costumes in this song. She's just wearing a bra and then a Yeah, she's got this, like, bejeweled bralette with this jacket over top. This is one of my favorite looks that she's ever had. They also do kind Um, of a train. Yeah, I think this song song is a bit of a banger. I really enjoy it. Yeah. So here's Bang Bang. This episode of Bollywood is for Lovers is brought to you by LitFest. LitFest is a celebration, a movable feast of nonfiction. They don't just sit around and read books, although they do that too, they say. At LitFest, books about real life come off the page. Avid readers connect with writers through a series of live events, great conversations, and exciting gatherings for 11 days every October in Edmonton, Alberta. Hey, that's where we're from. Something that's going to be of interest to our podcast fans is a series of events called Author Pods, specifically the True Crime Showdown. This takes place on Saturday, October 5th, 2019 at uh, Metro Cinema, a place that Aaron and I are very familiar with, from 7 to 8 p.m. And uh, it also features Karen Unland, the big boss of the Alberta Podcast Network. So in conversation with Justin Ling of the CBC podcast Uncover the Village and the Glow and Mail's crime reporter Jenna Pruden, author of Fear on the Family Farm, Karen is going to talk to them about uh, making true crime podcasts. So the uh, tickets are $12 in advance and $15 at the door subject to availability. But if you are a listener to this podcast, let me tell you a secret. You can get $5 off tickets to the author pods using the code APNROCKS19. That's A-P-N-R-O-C-K-S-19. For more information on LitFest, go to litfestalberta.org. And for more information on the author pods, go to litfest.alberta.org slash event slash author pods. On the latest episode of the Edmonton Community Foundation's Well Endowed podcast, Dale Ganau takes us on a wildlife rescue adventure. Wild North provides compassionate care for injured, contaminated, and orphaned wildlife. They achieve this with their hospital and rehabilitation center and with their dedicated rescue team. Wild North also helps educate people about how to coexist with wildlife in a way that is humane and safe. They have many educational programs for all ages, including grown-ups. You can hear all of this and more on 
The Well Endowed Podcast from the Edmonton Community Foundation. Go to thewellendowedpodcast.com to find out more. So A Gentleman came out in 2017. It's directed by Raj and DK, who uh, previously did Go Go A Gone, a movie we've discussed before on this podcast. A long time ago. And a Happy Ending, among a handful of other things. It is not a sequel to Bang Bang. So it's this... not Bang Bang 2, There Goes the Neighborhood? Yeah. So I guess Siddhartha Nan at one point said that like this was going to be a sequel to Bang Bang, but then it was revealed it wasn't. And so I think as a result, these movies are linked in my mind, just because sure. at one point people... He might have was... had a script called Sexy Man and Lady Do Miami. Yeah, yeah. Because at one point, people were speculating that this was a sequel to Bang Bang, and so... In my mind, when I saw it, I was always seeing it through through that lens. Even it's also though it's a cheap not. way to get buzz for your movie, too. Yeah, so. yeah. So it stars Sidhaz Maholtra, Jacqueline Fernandez, Sunil Shetty, Darshan Kumar, and Hussein Dalal. And it was a huge flop, both mm. critically, um, although I think like some critics liked it. Uh, but it lost like 20 crore. It was made for like 60 crore, huh. only, only managed to rake in 40 crore. That, uh, we took it out of the library. We didn't even add, give them any more money. <laughs> that Siddharth Maholtra, he can't catch a break. Well, he is not a particularly lively presence for box office. Yeah. But nevertheless... People don't follow that guy. I kind of think this is a fun movie. It was fun. Yeah. Th- you know, it was enjoyable. Do you want to set it up for us? Oh, man. Okay. Let's see if I can remember everything that happens in this. Okay. So, A Gentleman... Starts off with two different guys that look the same. Mm-hmm. They're both played by Siddharth Malhotra. One of them is a boring kind of managerial IT guy at Inatech, mm-hmm. which I am 100% sure is the name of the company from Office Space. It is. And it's kind of indicative of Raj and DK. They're the guys who kind of know more about Hollywood movies mm-hmm. and kind of try to bring that into their movies. Because this is very much a, like both of these, it's kind of a romancing the stone type situation where someone wants to be, go on an adventure, thinks that their current life is boring, and then meets a guy with a life who is more exciting than they anticipated. Do you know what it kind of reminds me of? What? One of my all-time favorite movies. Labyrinth. <laughs> no. True Lies. Oh, yes. It, it is very reminiscent of True Lies. It has... For a reason I will now mention. Yeah, it has kind of a bit of a True Lies... Uh, I don't know if thread running through it. Yeah. But, it, like, it is kind of a female fantasy, though, I think. Yeah. Like, what if the guy working at the cubicle next to you who has a crush on you is actually super cool and can do adventures? Mm-hmm. Or what if, you know, your, um, your internet dating, you meet a guy who's, like, a globe-trotting jewel thief? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, it's like, it's like, it's nice. Yeah. People want that. It's a fantasy. Yeah. Um, so, what the twist is here is that Siddharth Mahotra is also a kind of black ops guy for some branch of the Indian Secret Services. It's unclear. They're like a kind of baby-style unit that can go out and assassinate people and perform all sorts of crimes with uh, in against China and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see these two strands of the story going at the same time for a little while until it is revealed that... Um, Siddharth Malhotra, a spy, was actually five years ago, and he's moved to Miami to get away from his old unit. Yeah, and this 
I don't know if we should have put a spoiler warning on this. This kind of happens at the midway point of the But movie. I was falling asleep, and you're like, you have to stay awake for five more minutes so you can see what the twist is. Like, okay. And you did not call the twist. No, nope. I think no, if you that's... had been a bit, like, if you hadn't been as sleepy, I think you would have called it. I think, yeah. I've seen so many movies where it's the same actor portraying two people. Yeah. Like Don or Primaratan Dan Pio. Because they do kind of, kind of set you up to think that it's two different yeah. guys. So it's it's actually a fun twist. Yeah. Gaurav. He's Gaurav Kapoor in Miami, and he's Rishi in uh, in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so his corrupt uh, spy unit comes after him to find a hard drive which had some stuff on it, and yeah, it's kind of got like a domestic um, a domestic fetishism kind of thing. So like Rishi and the other guys in the unit, they were all orphans who were. Brought up by a guy called the Colonel, mm-hmm. and kind of like a Metal Gear Solid type thing, actually. But they don't actually <laughs> you really. You always have to bring it back to Metal Gear Solid. Well, it's the urtext of uh, um, you know 21st century living. But they they don't really have families. They are child soldiers who yeah. were raised to be a secret military unit. And when he goes to Miami and he gets this apparently very good job working <laughs> at Inatech, he's. Uh, by the time we see him, he's bought a giant house and has a minivan, and he's all ready to have a wife and kids. He just needs to find the wife and then have the kids. Yeah. And this is off-putting to Jacqueline Fernandez, who also works at Inatech. She's just like, why does this nerd, why doesn't he just be cool and then he could find a wife that way, as opposed to starting off as a super- suburban nerd? Yeah, yeah. Jacqueline Fernandez, she wants adventures, so she's always kind of speeding and getting pulled over by the cops and he's like oh you shouldn't speed and she's like shut up nerd I do what I want yeah I do what I want I want adventures and she's a, like pole dances at parties and it's yeah. just and, and you get the sense that like she likes Squara, Gaurav but he's boring but he's boring and she's constantly worried that he's going to propose and she she should be worried he does do that <laughs> she's bored by him yeah yeah even though he's super hot and super jacked, yeah. but unless you take it, unless he takes his shirt off, you don't see all his cool tattoos. So. But when his old life comes back for him, yeah. and then he needs to kind of, <laughs> kind of maintain things at his day job in Miami, while also kind of, uh, you know, keep away the uh, the the black ops guys that are now starting to descend upon his life because he has some sort of drive that he stole years ago. Yeah, it had, it had It's a MacGuffin. The colonel sells military secrets to arms manufacturers, something like that. It's a MacGuffin. So suddenly, you know, his old life comes knocking at his door in Miami and Jacqueline Fernandez gets wrapped up in it. And guess what? She loves it. She loves it. She loves it. And it think, doesn't actually shoot anybody. This one, I think like one guy specifically dies because it is kind of yeah. a, There's like this... Uh, this big guy who's a kind of a hitman they're trying to get Gorav with. He dies, and then there's some kind of actually pretty funny stuff where they're dragging his body around the house while Jacqueline Fernandez's parents are there, and you got to keep the body hidden. And mm-hmm. uh, her dad sees uh, Gorav's buddy and the dead guy in a tub, and he says, Oh, there are gays living in this house, which, you know, not the most woke joke, but uh, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. I kind of I like any time that someone has to hide a body. Yeah. I think that's fun. But it's it's a decently fun movie. You know, I, I yeah. don't think it quite reaches it's a trifle. the height of Bang Bang. I, I don't just, think it had the ambition. Yeah, I just don't think the set pieces are as exciting. Both They only go between wise. Mumbai and um, I guess they're in Singapore briefly. We don't really know where yeah. it is. Uh, 
I think it's the Chinese embassy. And then Miami. It's not quite as globetrotty. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Miami looks great. Miami's on, yeah. Uh, and I just, I don't think the set pieces are as impressive, both from an action standpoint and from a kind of spectacle standpoint. So, you know, there's some good song. There's there's this, uh, this kind of, in a tech... They're out at like a club after work one night, um, and they're doing karaoke. And Siddharth Malhotra kind of like stuns He's, everyone. Well, first he sings a quote unquote boring like fifties yeah. love song, which is apparently on the karaoke machine at this place <laughs> in Miami. Yeah. I've never seen a I've never seen a Hindi song at any karaoke place ever, but sure, um, here anyway. Yeah. Um, but then he plays like a rock song, and then Jacqueline actually likes him after that. Like that's all it took. Yeah, yeah. So then she's doing some like pole dancing and. That's pretty fun. But, like, think about it. That's all it took. Like, he just had to sing one cool song and, like, be cool briefly. And then she's, like, all on board regular Gaurav, even before that we know he's a spy. Yeah. Though she still doesn't want him to propose when her parents come to visit. No, that's awkward. Uh, And then there's also kind of a good, there's a good song that's kind of like a montage of, like, fun and sexy life in Miami. That's pretty good. But, again, it's not... It's not as big as kind of... I think what I've come to expect from these movies. See, what I want now... Because these are kind of like romance novel movies, yeah. right? You get caught up in this globetrotting adventure, this sexy guy. He's dangerous, but he's actually cool and nice. Yeah. But, like, I want a movie about what happens to this normal girl who meets this dashing guy. And after their adventures, they're going to go off and do stuff. One of the best jokes in Bang Bang is after everything is done and they're going to credits, Rithik says, uh, there's only thing one, le- one thing left to do. Bang Bang. <laughs> Which is, you know, we get it. Wink, yeah. Winky, winky. But, like, what is their life like afterwards? They've, they both have, like, money. Like, they mm-hmm. get millions of dollars over the course of their adventures. But, like, do they settle down somewhere? Do they become jewel thieves or spies? Does it turn into a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type situation? What's the, what's the future like in these situations? I don't know. I would like to know that. Like, I think that would be an interesting premise for a movie. Like, you don't actually get to see the whole action movie, but it's what these actually fairly mismatched couples are like. Right. What, what do they do afterwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be curious to see that. Yeah. I will say that, like, one of the fun things about this movie is that I think it is really self-aware about how these kinds of action movies work. Yes, it's very so much they, a, like, referential of Hollywood, especially. Yeah, so it gets a lot of mileage and makes a lot of jokes about that. And so, well, I I don't think that, like, the action or kind of the spectacle is on par with a lot of the stuff it's riffing on. It is doing a good job riffing. I especially love this scene where Siddharth Maholter is, is uh, having to give a presentation at work, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has a guy... His buddy, up. Dix. Yeah, but he has a guy... Oh, yes, and I don't know if that's... We'll get to that joke. Um, but he has a guy tied up in and blindfolded... It's that assassin. ...in the trunk of his car. Yeah. yeah the assassin. And, and he's kind of having to juggle, like, his spy life and... <laughs> his meeting. And his meeting. Uh... I think, you know, because we are immature, the name Dick Shit will, it always sounds like something It was always, it was funny in, in the Doom movies as, you know. And it, in this it, movie, they actually. It's a straight up joke. Yeah. And in this movie, I think, and I wonder if that's like pulled from, you know, experiences that um, South Asian people have had in, you know, in, in North American English speaking cultures 
um, where Probably. the name where the name the diction diction is funny. sounds it sounds, sounds very funny inappropriate yeah um, it sounds like a couple of other words to us and they like I've never seen them make a joke about this in a movie and they make it like a recurring joke yeah yeah um, and another scene that's very reminiscent of True Lies and it's also kind of like knowing um, Siddhartha is having all the spy guys come to his house for a meeting. Mm-hmm. And he gives Jacqueline Fernandez two guns. He's he's got guns secreted all over his house too. I thought that was kind of fun. To, yeah, fun. I think there was a gun in the toaster. Don't remember. It was either the toaster or the cookie jar. Mm. But he hands her two guns and says, "Okay, you go up in the balcony, and then when I tell you, when I say the uh, the code phrase, you jump out and shoot." I know you're not going to be able to hit anybody. Just shoot like crazy. Yeah. Which is what a normal person would do. Yeah. A normal person who has never fired a gun before is not going to hold two guns at once and be able to hit people. They're just going to shoot off like crazy and everyone will have to scatter. Mm-hmm. Which is what he's he's banking on. Right. Yeah. I thought that was really smart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish that Siddharth Malhotra and Jacqueline Fernandez had a bit more chemistry. Yeah. They're both a little flat. And also... Spans way too long on what it's like to work like to work a boring office job. Something that we are actually familiar with in our real lives. <laughs> yeah, the kind of yeah, the Inatech portion does kind of really drag, which is I think one of the reasons why you're like you were kind of starting to get a bit tired. And every time it would like cut back to Rishi's life, you're like, okay, here's it going. But when it would come well, back yeah. to Gora. Because and, and also, I know it that takes this is too not too long to explain why these two are connected. Yeah, but I, I also know that this is not the movie. Like, yeah. this office guy's life is not the movie. It's just the preamble before the fun part of the movie happens. Yeah. And had they been doing, like, they're doing the dick shit joke, which, sure, it's something. But, like, it's just, oh, Gaurav's so boring. I don't like him. Like, we know he's going to be cool. Just do this for a little bit and then we can, like, get to the cool part. Yeah. I'm they, not very patient when, with a movie like this for some reason because I know it's supposed to be, like, Balls to the wall fun all the time. Yeah. So yeah, these are these are two kind of forgettable but fun action movies. You watch it on an airplane. Oh, you're gonna have a good time. Oh yeah, they're perfect airplane movies. Yeah. 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 Um, and Bang Bang, I think is better. Um, you could easily cut out 20 minutes and it would be like actually kind of an all timer. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman's fine. It was pretty good. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of this episode. We will be back in about two weeks. And uh, what are we going to be discussing, Matt? Well, I know we have a special little treat for our listeners as we're going to be reviewing the traveling show uh, Taj Express. Mm -hmm. This is a Bollywood dance show from Mumbai that is kicking off a North American tour later this week in Calgary before it comes to Edmonton. And then continues on uh, for more dates across Canada and the United States. So we're really looking forward to seeing this performance, to seeing, uh, you know, some some songs that we really enjoy and love, and some some live live dancing. I I, I really can't wait to see, you know, what we love so much in movies on stage. Well, like those sort of like celeb uh, dance shows never really come up here. Yeah. They go to like Vancouver, um, but we never get access to that kind of thing without like flying for two hours, which is too expensive. So it's exciting to see that sort of uh, dancing on stage and we're hoping it's going to be good. And I think this will be a little more special and unique than that. You know, while there won't be any, um, you know, big screen celebrities, uh, it's going to be some incredible and vibrant and energetic 
dancing. So it's gonna be it's gonna be more like a like a musical. It's gonna have a narrative to it. So yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun and a and a real kind of treat that this is coming uh, here in Edmonton. And I'm I'm really thrilled that Alberta Ballet has brought it to Edmonton. So that will be in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can check us out on Facebook. Um, just look up Bollywood for Lovers. Uh, Twitter, at Bollywood Pod. I'm there, at Matt, underscore, B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E, F-R-A-S-E-R. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We uh, read out our reviews on air, so that's a great way to let us know what you think of the show. And, and get Biffle points. And get Biffle points. I mean, it's a, it's the only way you can get Biffle points. Although we did deputize Karen to give out some Biffle points. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, while you're over there at Apple Podcasts leaving us that star rating and that review, you can sign up to my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Around the Movies. We've taken a bit of a hiatus recently, but we're back. We just released our 300th episode. Wow, congrats. Thank you. Uh, discussing, uh, two movies that I really adore, 21 Jump Street and Miami Vice. So, kind of, in, actually, 21 Jump Street, if you like a gentleman or if you like 21 Jump Street, they're kind of similar. Yeah. You, you could probably have some fun with one or the other. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably fair. Uh, we also want to give a shout out and a big thank you to Becca Dalkey for our artwork. Yeah, there's that good, good boy. He continues to be the best boy. Yeah. So um, we'll see you again in uh, two weeks, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.